0: Welcome to InXS, access all areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my InXS nerd, Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in Excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more.
1: Well, hello, welcome to NXS Access All Areas, episode 63, the podcast we dive deep into its great ban as my audio shoots the lights out of Bridget's eyes. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm lowering you. I'm lowering you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, people. I, uh, I've come in with the dulcet tones and B's head's gone back like I've done a rocky four on your face. There. <laughs> hello, B. How are you?
0: I'm going to get closer to the mic then, if you're going to get close to the mic.
1: And enough with the script. Okay. We're episode 63, we'll get straight into it. How are you? How's your NXS week been?
0: Um, well, my week has started with going back to work. So oh, wow. now I am back to work. So yeah, yep. be come back for two days. No, okay, come back for four. So right, okay. right, right back into it. So yeah, it's great to be back in the workforce again and getting into some sort of routine. Um, my In Excess week though, we got the caps out onto the website and quite a few of you have bought them already. Um, one in particular is Paul Jolie. Paul Jolie, thank you very much for purchasing one of our hats our caps Um, great to see you wearing the hat and putting it onto our Facebook page I loved your picture that you'd made yourself as well in the background there, of a beautiful heart with um, the lyrics from um, Never Terrace Us Apart very beautiful um, I don't think the hat fits too well you look a little bit, mm, I don't know might be a little bit too small <laughs> I don't know <laughs> everybody come and have a look um, sporting a great beard as well
1: Well, we had a bit of a British week last week, B, and uh, needless to say, uh, we were well engaged well across engaged. the planet from our English connections. That Yeah, well,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll leave the uh, Cockney <laughs> accent. No, no, it's pretty lame, isn't it? Sorry, everyone for England, But But uh, yes, we did have a British theme last week, uh, Great Britain, episode 62. Uh, it was really like a, a retrospective. I love some of your little interludes you put in and some of the audios. Of the band talking, especially around the Abbey, uh, not Abbey Road, right, the live at Albert Hall. You got a Albert bit Hall.
0: of brain fog there, hey? I did,
1: I did. Are at Royal like, Albert Hall last week. You i tell had you some-
0: what, having brain yeah. fog, we, we both had a bit of brain fog because the ultimate part of the um, conquering in it, um, Britain was Wembley and we never even spoke about it.
1: Well you know it's funny afterwards I, I was about to text you saying, "Hey, listen, can you just throw a bit of a Wembley referencing because I think we well, we, yeah, we mentioned the name about it during sort of the thing, but we didn't sort of talk about the legacy of that Ooh, uh, Some listeners have picked us up on it um, yeah. but yes, of course, Wembley was the crowning of legacy, course. but Everybody we have probably been Wembley would out we, we, we basically like to think that we acknowledge the smarts of our audience but not overtalk about it.
0: That's right, Hayden. we did it on purpose, didn't we <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, and we have a very captive, intelligent audience out there. So thank you for that. All right, we're coming into the patrons now, B, and we are very pleased to announce our fourth honorary patron. Somebody's made a significant contribution uh, to help us with this podcast be what it is. Uh, so I'll handball to you and let you do the honors. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody
2: outside. It's about 10,000 people at least.
0: Hello. And it's a big hello to our honorary patrons, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Cameron Adams, and a massive thank you and hello to Mary Woods. We'd like to also say hello to Sue D, Joe Robbins, Carmen, Laurie, carrie Danielle, Sarah Markham, Dr. Jim, Katie, Felicia, Lisa, Anne-Marie, Susan, Foxy, Lisa, Pedro, Mandy, Lisa, Matt, Linda, Vern, Paubuzi, Yvonne, Caroline, Amanda, Leon, David, Tracy, Paul, Sandrine, Warren, Sarah Camia, Susan, Amanda, Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Stefan, Val, Jim, Mattie, Kelly, John, And Jackie, welcome everybody, welcome to the party.
1: This week's topic B, uh, Dale Carnegie, we did sort of make a little bit of a reference to him throughout the week. Uh, the first ever sales guru person who uh, taught, you know, how to influence people, make friends uh, and help people, I guess, develop their, um, you know, skills and business and life. So we thought there was a little bit of a parallel within excess in terms of uh, they've made, made plenty of friends in their career and uh, influenced lots of people and uh, made lots of fans. So... Uh, we thought today we'd have a little bit of fun and go back and actually just highlight how they've done that uh, in the terms of the music side. So uh, we're going to actually, in our topic today, listen to some songs that sound a bit like in excess songs from other artists. Uh, some of them are a real nod, wink, wink, wink to their influences. That is, uh, I know uh, a certain artist who said, I ripped off your chorus here, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, and then some that are a little bit more subtle also be what we might do as well is just take things a fraction further and actually just highlight the example of what music can do for people with some other bands and some other artists who in some ways have almost lifted the same song x amount of years later so Mm we'll have a bit of fun today after all the big serious topics of the last few weeks
0: and now it's time for the news
1: Hi, it's Dave from England and you're
0: listening to InXS Access All Areas with Hayden and B. and now it's time for the news.
1: All right B. chart watch, uh, I guess another week, uh, 348 weeks now that this uh, very best of has been in the Australian chart. So I did a little bit of a calculation, it's about 6.7 years in the top 50 and probably even longer in the top 100. So, uh, pushing the 350 mark. I remember when we first started, they were pushing the 300 in this uh, oh, no. uh, running count, I guess. Mm. Be, but uh, not bad news. Last week it was 43. It has gone up a little bit. It's gone up a full one spot <laughs> oh, wow. to 42. Well, at least uh, we haven't lost it. So no, it's held its ground. Held its ground, which is which is particularly good. Uh, big shout out this week also uh, in the NXS world. We do have uh, the world's favourite uh, NXS drummer, John Farris. Who mm-hmm. turns sixty? Yeah, uh, this particular week. So, uh, John, being the youngest, uh yeah, feels a bit, yeah, it feels a <laughs> bit funny. Uh, August tenth, uh, he turns sixty, and it feels a bit funny. Sort of calling John the youngest and mentioning the word sixty he doesn't feel or look does like it? a sixty, does he? No. Hello, no. ladies. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that'll be uh, a nice again, big party. Well, yeah, who knows? Although know, oh, he, oh. he, he may be low key there, you know, everyone yeah, locked down and mm. uh, yeah, so uh, we do wish him uh, well on Happy that. Happy
0: birthday, John!
1: Yes, especially uh,
0: from Laurie. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, well, a lot of admirers out there. Also, this particular week, I know there's a little bit of uh, you know posting and sharing around. So somebody did sort of post this particular one. It might have been even you, B, but mm. uh, there was a certain longer-haired Gary who was doing a little bit of a practice for his upcoming and Moon tour. And I must say, his hair from behind looked a bit like Chris Murphy, didn't it? He it did, he <laughs> uh, did. The late, late, departed dear Chris Murphy, but uh, Gary looked like he was um, uh, practicing to look at you, and rather than listen to the NXS version, I think he was listening to the guy from Eskimo Joe, who's the vocalist on uh, the cover version on the original Sin uh, album, 2010. You know where all the artists came back and sort ah. of. Did Gary was listening to that version when he was sort of road testing uh, Ah, how to play that one again.
0: Interesting, interesting. I liked his little setup. He looked so cool and relaxed, though, didn't he? And summery over there in LA at the moment.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Also, too, uh, in Gig Watch, I know there's sort of lots and lots of tours sort of going at the moment. We won't sort of break down all the particular bands, but uh, we do know COVID has affected some uh, of the tour arrangements in some cities. Uh, and some have already been rearranged uh, for later in the year and the new year. It seems like John Stevens tour hasn't been affected too much of late. Uh, and the guys over at Season America, who uh, I think we had a bit of correspondence, didn't we, by one of the, the bands, the tribute bands this uh, week? Yeah,
0: I handed it right back to you, Hayden. Do you not remember? (laughs) That was through Danielle,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, I think they were uh, obviously hearing that we were talking about them and uh, that was, I think, just the, was it the new Sensation tribute band? That's right. Yes. Um, So there's so many tribute bands now, but uh, it was nice to hear from these guys and uh, they might be listening in as we speak. So, if you are, oh, yeah, in- that,
0: I do remember that. like, oh, okay. um, <laughs> and there's some great videos of these guys. I'm gonna can I post them onto our Facebook? Okay.
1: Page? Yeah,
0: yeah, they're really good actually. Yeah,
1: said to and he's ex- quite
0: good at eye candy as well.
1: <laughs> Hello, ladies. And as we've often said, anyone who is playing in excess music around the globe as a tribute band or uh, a more official setup like Ashen Moon or Andrew, et cetera, uh, we will uh, relentlessly plug your tour and let fans know where to come and see you. Also, too, a little bit of news this week. Thank you to uh, our big research team out there doing great things. I think Laurie uh, posted this um, uh, particular little article, and uh, there's a cool little, uh, uh, I think, country magazine uh, out there, a publication called uh, Cowboys and Indians.
2: <laughs> what a cool name. It said yeah. c
1: then I looked a bit closer. I was like, Cowboys and Indians. And I'm thinking... <laughs> I feel like my an eight-year-old running around the house with my toy revolver. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a good Andrew sort of deep dive there. Um, again, uh, Andrew has been the king of media street in the NXS world in the last uh, 12, 18 months with his... Uh, country album but um, uh, again if you want to know uh, a little bit more about the album the recording the inspiration you know some of the touring do yourself a favor uh, get a chance uh, to dive deep on that and also probably the last little bit of news B we mentioned the other week obviously with the movie that's out uh, or been out etc there um, there has been sort of like uh, you know the soundtrack which um, I guess we did uh, Mm -hmm. episode I think six 60, 61 or something on. Yeah. But also, too, the other week we mentioned there was a list of sort of like songs under under one of the sins, okay? And we didn't have much sort of reasoning behind it, but I did notice this particular week there was another little sort of post out there on Spotify where one of the sins called Envy – Mm-hmm. now has a little sub list of songs under it. So it mm-hmm. seems like they're putting sort of songs onto to Spotify under each particular sin. Yeah. Uh, not so much the soundtrack songs, but a little bit of a sort of a branch off. Uh, the latest ones under Envy are, are Mediate, uh, The Loved One, uh, The Strangest Party, The One Thing, Never Tear Us Apart, and Tiny Dagger. Mm-hmm. So Maybe just a, a little forum as to sort of have. Do so you find it people. all a bit
0: cryptic? All of this that well, like, what, what, a, are they, what are they trying to do to us? Like, are they?
1: <laughs> who's well, doing it? It's the soundtrack. <laughs> well, it all comes through the band, I assume. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I think maybe just a way of sort of uh, Apple Music and the band, I guess, sort of coming together through the label and and just putting sort of uh, tracks out uh, so for people can digest them because. I guess people digest content these days in less attention span than they used to, Mm. you know, little six songs at a time or two songs, et cetera, rather than big sort of greatest hits. But uh, yeah, the latest one's called Envy, and obviously there's six songs there, it looks like. Um, So if you uh, have a Spotify account, you can sort of, uh, you know, have a little taster of these songs. If you and anyone in your family hasn't heard all of them before, I know our fans have, but uh, yeah, I thought I'd just sort of share that little bit of an update in the news, buddy
2: great
1: thank you hi this is ella from Middelburg, the netherlands you're
0: listening to in Access access all areas with hayden and d and now it's time for the topic of the week
1: all right, B. well, how to win friends and influence people in excess. Uh, this is going to be quite fun today where we take a little bit of a, a deep dive in artists who maybe certain songs uh, almost sound like in excess songs musically, and then there's certain songs that I reckon they've absolutely ripped off. So hmm. I think we've got a few examples here where um, I guess they say imitation is the form of flattery. Even so, though, highlights how good in excess were to influence these people, be.
0: Yeah, and and, uh, I'm quite looking forward to hearing some of these, Hayden. Yes. Who are we going to start with?
1: All right, the first one's a band, a UK band B called 1975, uh, and the lead singer is Matt Healy, who uh, looks a little bit like Michael Reincarnated, I must say, in terms of his uh, slithering and slinkiness on stage. And... Um, I guess as a band they've, they've drawn from Quite a few influences Over their Sort of uh, 10, 15 year career um, Bands like sort of New Order And you know Some of those um, Early sort of Synth bands From England But uh, this particular song Definitely has A in excess homage To it So we'll take it away And play it The song is called Love Me
0: Okay Here we go I felt there was a bit of a fame in in yes. there as well. Did you yes. hear that? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like a Bowie a bowie, um, bowie, Queen thing going on. But, yeah, well, very yeah, sexy I mean, young man too to well,
1: watch. Well, you know, hello, Ooh. ladies again. But oh, well. uh, instrumentally it sort of sounded like sort of an in-excess yeah. tune mm. or sort of an in-excess inspired sort of uh, musicality to it. Yeah. But, you know, melody-wise it had a bit of a fame thing going to it as well. So is sort of this sense quite that.
0: a new band?
1: Uh, look, they've been around 10, 15 years. They've done quite oh. well in the UK. Um, I, think like I miss them. <laughs> well,
0: I'll be uh, checking in, bit deep, deep diving into those, definitely. Well, I'm sure
1: some of our UK listeners and uh, even in Australia overseas would know of them. But uh, Matt Hill is the lead singer.
0: Okay. Uh, Hello, Matt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I guess, as I said, they've drawn quite a few influences and they're not sort of uh, linked by, sorry, they're not limited by style. I think they've always enjoyed sort of taking sort of bits and pieces and putting their own slant on it. All right. Next one we're going to go into now. Uh, is a good friend of the band uh, And I think when he released this particular song He rung John Farris and said Look, I thought I should warn you, John But I've completely ripped you guys off For this <laughs> next song on my solo album uh, So I thought I'd throw it out to you But uh, the song is by Rob Thomas And the song is called Give Me The Meltdown And we're going to we're going to go from the start to the chorus And have a listen to this, folks
0: Okay <laughs>
2: Much to get yourself to feed your monkey. Tell some white lies, make and swallow them. You don't see just how you got into this situation. Late at night, late at night, you weep for something better than the secrets you keep. Laying down, just lay down, here, close to.
0: He should have rang John, definitely. He wouldn't have <laughs> got a slap otherwise.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that particular song there, yeah, I don't think it's an exact song from In Excess, but you can hear the uh, the intro, the melody, uh, the vocal prowl, almost like Michael, and, and just the instrumentation again, uh, where it's got that little funk guitar thing going um, and that three-and-a-half-minute sort of mid-tempo In Excess thing. So I'm sure Rob being a fan can't help but uh, be inspired, B.
0: No, no, it, it did an all right job. I like
1: Actually, it's a good song. It, I mean, it is in, yeah. an inexpensive song, so I do like it. It's got a hook in it. And mm. um, yeah, uh, well played, Rob Thomas. Yeah.
0: All right. I'd like to hear this one.
1: All right. Well, the next one, mm. this, one's a, this one's a bit of a stinker, B, because. It is. Um, uh, I think we should just play it and yes. we'll come back and hear, hear <laughs> and then tear your it reactions to
2: so, yeah. Yeah,
1: well, this guy's got some infamy in Australia, so we'll take mm. it away. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mr. Loaf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tea loaf. <laughs> Song wasn't completely mashed into uh, their own words, their own lyrics.
1: Yeah, that was called "Running for the Red Light," and all he has turned and done is probably taken the NXS uh, slash Easy Beat song "Good Times" and just changed the lyrics around. <laughs>
0: yeah, just completely done it, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, um and it's interesting. It's this some band, some artists have done that, like some like. Puff Daddy, you know, did that with that police song. Every breath you take, oh, just yeah. just took the song and said, "I'll be missing you." I'm thinking, you made like a hundred million dollars doing that song, and I'm going, <laughs> "Well, you and I could do that, B. We could take a great song and we could sing it and just change the lyrics around to suit us." Okay, <laughs> should we? Should we try it? <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, so Mr. Meatloaf or Mr. Loaf—that's a stinker. That's a massive rip-off. It's a naughty uh, boy. Naughty boy. <laughs> If you want to see even worse meatloaf, just Google meatloaf at the 2011 Grand Final Australia, and you will see a bloke's career come crashing down. Yeah, <laughs> oh, same. yeah.
0: Santa do publicly like that. All right then. Well, this is an interesting one because when yeah. you sent sent me this, I thought, where on earth are you going with this? But let's play it. <laughs>
1: All right, well, that was the Beastie Boys Intergalactic. And uh, I guess at the time they did a little bit of a mashup where they included a little bit of Herbie Hancock uh, versus In Excess, uh, the Need You Tonight bit that you can hear in about a minute 30 uh, into ACDC. So, um, but there is a dance version that just has the Need You Tonight sample sort of out there. Um, the Beastie Boys were probably the king of sampling, but putting it in, in a sort of way that was really quite innovative. And um, uh, yeah, I thought uh, there was a pretty cool song and they had pretty good sort of sounds. And uh, uh, that one there, though, I guess is sort of, you know, lifted a few sort of tracks to weave it in, B. Well,
0: I'd not heard that, so really enjoyed it. I really do like the Beastie Boys, though. I've got their um, triple, double, quadruple album yeah. somewhere. I just play and play and play. Mm. Well, I, I
1: mean, they're in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, so. and they should be. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, well. I, I, like, I like the Beastie Boys because they, I mean, If they come out now, it wouldn't be any different. But at the time, they were just quirky. They were listenable. They were interesting. And like you say, they were sampling a lot of different types of music that made it an interesting listen. Yeah. So I
1: think they they, should
0: be in the Rock Hall of Fame, even though they're not rock. They did. They did something
1: quite unique. But They they did. They, they, they Initially, I thought they were going to be one of those gimmicky bands. They had the sort of fight for your right to party type song, Mm. which was more of a... You felt like it was a one-hit sort of type wonder song, but um they're probably big claim to fame. They put an album out in oh, about two, three years after that called Paul's Boutique. And it's probably one of the most innovative sampling type things where they've taken, you know, like literally, you know, a second or two seconds or three seconds from other songs and weave them together. So it's not this big lift, but it was something they said nowadays to be almost impossible to do financially because you know the record companies will want to get their their cut um, yeah. for for publishing, but um
2: Sadly.
1: uh yeah, this there is there is a, 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 a more in excess Beastie Boys interlactic remix out there. I just couldn't find it for the episode, but this particular one still rocks pretty good.
0: Cool. All right. Well, we've, um, we've mentioned right. this one now, a few times. Into, You've mentioned this have, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, I know. It came up one of our other topics right in the early days of our podcast. But for those who haven't heard it, we we will go to the FYCB, not the YMCA, the FYC, <laughs> the FYC. from your homeland, the Fine Young Cannibals. Take it away. <laughs>
0: Like these guys, though, the mad dancer, and he's pretty cute, but lovely. I got a lovely voice, hasn't he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, they had a big career in Australia. I mean, you know, with uh, Johnny, won't you come on home? And uh, then you know, obviously, they <laughs> went into suspicious minds, and then into this mm. was their sort of their, their big album, and they sort of disappeared after this. I don't think they released another album, but um. Um, this was a year or two after Need You Tonight and it definitely uh, had a, a link there to Need You Tonight in terms of that sort of, you know, instrumentation. Um, mm, I think Andrew Forrest, mm. I think Andrew Ferris famously dubbed it the Need You Tonight riff song. <laughs> uh, he might have heard it somewhere going, hang on, I've heard this before. Um And I think there is a dance remix version out there where they weave the two songs together. But, um, yes, I think uh, Mr. Gift, Roland Gift from FYC, should uh, send some royalties uh, Andrew's way on this one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next one, B. We're going to go a uh, real LA style here. Um, I do know, uh, just as a bit of a prelude to introducing this, in uh, excess around about 1990, they, uh, I remember Michael gave an interview and, and he was asked, you know, um, oh, you must be proud that, you know, some of the other sort of the bands, you know, have crossed over with this funk, you know, guitar sort of rock thing with the sort of a bit of a mashup. And, and I remember him saying, he goes, yeah, absolutely, you know, seeing bands like Faith No More and the Chili Peppers sort of start to break through, a lot of critics felt that In Excess sort of paved the way a little bit, um, you know, with that. And uh, I guess this particular song here from the Chili Peppers uh, uh, has a sort of a nod to In Excess with the instrumentation. We'll take it away. It's a pretty obvious one, B, uh, but I'll let you press play. (laughs)
0: I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I must admit, didn't All Saints yeah. do this song as well? They did. Mm, mm. Yeah,
1: they did a cover. Cool a cover chicks this as too. Well, so, um,
0: mm.
1: Yeah, they were pretty. Yeah,
0: uh, I always wanted to be in all Saints. Actually,
1: all Saints. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Named after well, All I think Saints Liam Road. Wanted,
1: I think Liam Gallagher wanted to be in an All Saints as well, and he did. Um, he a did. Yeah. And Robbie Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they're all into into All Saints. So, so yeah, uh, so that was pretty cool. All right, and the next one with a bit of an in link, we're going to sort of uh, move to. Now this one's a little bit of a, a bit of an intro with a bit of a spoken word thing, and um, uh, I will sort of uh, come back to it after we we play it.
3: Remember being in a record store, a large record store in Australia. This must have been 1989. And there was there were posters for this group I'd never heard of before called Inks Inks, Inksix Inksix, and I was like, what? Like number one, I'm like, these graphics are incredible. And what are you playing? I'm like, Inksis, I've never heard of this. They, they were all over. It was it was a two-story record store. I was looking up. All I saw was Inksis and these incredible black and white and red graphics. And then they were playing this music. I was like, what the hell is this? Who's the singer? They're like, it's in excess. I'm like, who's that? I never heard of him. Of course, it was Australia. I was, of course, it was Michael Hutchins. I took so much from Michael Hutchins. And S- Strange Currencies is the song. I went back to him and said, listen, man, I lifted directly from you, especially the middle eight. This is you. That guy... That guy contained such a swagger, such charisma. He, more than any singer I think of our generation, could pick up a room in one hand and drop them on their head without even, without even thinking about it. He was just astonishing. And I met him through Bono. Uh, they were very close friends. And, uh, and Bono and I both took a whole lot from Michael. He was yeah. an incredible inspiration interesting and it's interesting thinking about michael because he was from that same scene that gave us nick cave
1: and and all of those bands that emerged from that um and yet they took it in a more pop direction and got the global international success pretty well in in some ways pretty quickly you no know, because probably because of michael's amazing charisma you
3: know? yeah, and and i mean the, great song. they had an ins- insanely brilliant songwriter i think the keyboard guy was the one who did most of the heavy lifting there but but that, that was a great band but he was just incredible. And I, so I, I, I had the opportunity, actually, before he passed away. I, I, uh, I was like, thank you for that song. I, 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 it was a new way for me to sing. I didn't use that kind of soul motality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's odd to me that it came through Michael for me to return to that, especially with Mike and Bill in the band uh, and uh, the references that they pulled in. But it was, it was a new way of singing for me.
1: All right. Well, that was Michael Stipe giving really good acknowledgement to Michael Hutchins in Excess uh, in an interview in the UK um, around about the time they were celebrating their sort of greatest hits uh, release. Actually, it might have been 25 years since Monster that they're at sort of promoting a bit. And as he says in that particular little sound grab there, um, he talks about the middle eight. Now, middle late's in musical terms, a little bit of a pre-chorus or a pre-verse thing that sometimes goes on. And I guess it's not just you know, sound wise, you know, uh an exact sort of lift that song Strange Currencies, but the bit we sort of played there, uh, probably sort of helps you understand that, you know, in excess was cited by REM there as you know, copying the middle eight on certain songs. They were trying to find a, a middle eight type of pre-chorus thing. So they took mm-hmm. the way that in excess have done it on certain songs and um songs that come to my mind are like Mystify and um uh, things like that when I hear the strange currencies. Uh, not the, the actual sound exactly, but just the structure. The structure things, which of is, it. I think yeah. On Michael yeah. Yeah, that's right. So but it's always nice to see uh, your contemporaries give uh, kudos, and that was really sort of a lovely interview there from Michael Stipe.
0: Cool. Yeah, really like that. They, uh, yeah, I remember that. That came out, what, about three years ago, I think, that interview?
1: Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. And I think yeah, I might lovely. have posted actually a few months ago on one of our fan oh, uh, pages and things. But, um, Bea, I thought what we could do as we go out today is, uh, uh, I do, I mean, these have been sort of songs that in excess I think have had some influence on. But one of the things I thought would be really interesting is that, you know, we, we, uh, we love to pump up in excess and not really at the detriment of other bands. I think on the first episode, I was a bit rude about Bon Jovi, wasn't I? <laughs> a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Dr. Jim and one or two listeners were like, "Oh, yeah, you know, to like be Don careful if, uh, if you want to get people into the rock careful, hall of fame. You can't
0: go stepping on for
1: people." Okay, but but here's one of the things I would like to. Oh, here we go. What you this, it? <laughs> Well, it's not a rant. So all I'm going to say is that even the greatest bands on the planet, even some of the greatest bands that are in the Rock Hall of Fame, have been a little bit naughty in their career. B. They have been a little bit naughty in their time. And some fans out there don't realize how naughty they have been. What do you think I mean by being naughty? I
0: don't
1: know. <laughs> okay. And I'm not talking about extra naughty in the hotel room. I'm talking about being naughty in copying songs and not giving acknowledgement. We thought today live. Bad of some of these, bad the, bad. Yes. Some of these, I mean, like, a bit like Meatloaf earlier, copying some songs blatantly. I have a couple of songs here from some bands that are in the Hall of Fame that have been a bit naughty in copying other people, okay? Ooh. So I thought what we would do, and this might actually uh, lead to a new segment in the future, B, oh. where we can talk about rock and roll rip-offs. So all we're saying is that, yes, these are great bands But occasionally they got a bit naughty, a little bit lazy And they are in the studio And they decided to actually take someone else's song And actually claim it as their own And got into the Rock Hall of Fame And got into the Rock Hall of Fame Bad So we're not sort of serving it as a negative to these bands, but in excess were truly original, original sinners, okay? But they didn't really need to copy other people's songs. In fact, I think there's only one song that I look in their their arsenal that sounds a bit like someone else's, but I'll leave that for another podcast. But today we're going to go out, okay, with a little bit of a, a montage of four or five songs, and we're going to sort of compare them to the songs that uh, they took them from as well. So uh, this will be a bit of fun, Bean. we'll come back to them at the end, and we will just sort of uh, test your knowledge if you can uh, pick up on the similarities too. Sounds cool?
0: Yeah, very cool. Can't wait. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Well... That's just complete rip-off, isn't it? I know. But I do like it. I do like the Ice Ice Baby <laughs> version. I think it's still stuck in time. It's still iconic. I think a lot of people remember that more than the uh, under pressure.
1: Well, I think of people going backwards a little bit and people rediscovered under pressure, but uh I think I like the line light up a candle, wax was it light up something so light up a chump, wax it I don't know, wax a chump like a candle or something, wasn't it? What are you trying
2: to <laughs> say, mate? I
1: don't know. But, uh, but he, the funniest thing about this was I think uh, 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 Mr. Van Winkle or whatever his name was, uh, Ice Ice, Vanilla Ice, he tried to justify that it was a different melody <laughs> <He> got, <laughs> in an interview. And uh, the judge, I think, just shook his head and said, no, nah, mate, the- you-, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: you shut you
1: up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All
0: right, let's go into the next one. What was so- the next one? Oh, Well, I'm not going to tell you until afterwards. you go got to listen first. Okay. It's very, very similar I hate that song Why do I hate <laughs> it so much? It just goes on and on and on You
1: might have just killed our podcast I think it's the most famous song of all time I know I
0: don't, Well, uh, I'm a bit different, I suppose <laughs> hey, this,
1: this song got actually was in court a couple of years ago And the crazy thing about the court case Was that even though it's a complete rip-off The jury or the judge or whatever They weren't allowed to listen to the two versions They had to look oh. at it they had to take testimony regarding it from more of a uh a, a note, a, a musical notes point of view, and if you download the case or whatever, there you'll, you can read about it. But that is just a complete farcical ripoff, isn't it? You can't,
0: no. So, who and- won? <laughs>
1: Led Zeppelin won, yeah, yeah. But the band so. had actually been a support band on two of Led Zeppelin <laughs> in the early days. That's where that's where. That's, That's where terrible. they heard
0: it. Yeah. That's Jimmy, really bad. What they Jimmy, thought they had ownership because Jimmy they Page and, and,
1: and Robert Plant have ripped off a lot of blues artists in their time. They they have. They just have.
0: Yeah.
1: And especially when publishing laws were a little bit lax. But uh this is too uncanny for it to mm. sort of subtly. No, you can't come get away with that at all. No.
0: Okay, no. so the next one. Oh, I you. Stay with me. It's Sam Smith and Tom Petty.
1: Yeah. yeah, so everybody knows the "Stay with Me" one because it's probably been a recent hit. Could you hear mm. the similarity there?
0: Yeah, definitely. It's just I, a
1: slowed down version, really, yes. of it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I never thought about it before knowing the two songs, yeah. but now you've uh, brought it to my attention. I can hear yeah. that. Yeah. Well,
1: they—they, they, they, I think uh, it, it became a sort of a court case, or whatever. There, and <laughs> Petty was always pretty relaxed about this sort of stuff, but um, I think the record company with Sam Smith just ended up paying sort of seven or eight million in royalties back to to the, Tom Petty and. Uh, I think Jeff Lynn, who co wrote it. So, this was a case where justice prevailed.
0: fourth one is um, Green Day versus Oasis
1: (laughs) well could you hear the similarity there when you sort of play them together
0: yeah yeah very much so wall yeah. though. Oh, wow, what a classic song!
1: We, we we will probably need to do a topic on Green Day and Oasis about how many songs exactly. they have lifted <laughs> yeah, from other true. people because I've got a, a montage of them. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, these songs are around a similar. Well, actually, about eight, seven, eight years apart. But uh, Oasis got in first, and I think uh, melodically, you know, the Green Day song is note for note almost a, a lift. Um,
0: Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. Well,
0: good, good find again. Okay, and the last one, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Chug Berry, sweet little six <laughs> they really in Boston, and Chuck Berry nearly died. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry was very influential.
0: I love Chuck Berry. I was brought up on Chuck Berry. My dad had the Golden Album. Yeah. But I was bit put off by him because he was actually in a lawsuit for having cameras in women's toilets. Is that true? Yeah, he
1: was a sleazy bit of a sleazy guy.
0: Sleazy. I've heard there's a famous actor at the moment that's going through that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All
1: right. Mm. Um, But, uh, yeah, you can hear the sort of the Beach Boys in sort of the 60s there who obviously took a lot of inspiration from Chuck. And, um, you know, Chuck Berry, a lot of his tunes and riffs and things like that, you know, really became an inspiration for other bands. But, I think the uh, the in USA is a really uh, almost just lyrics changed to sort to, to of Chuck Berry song, but
0: yeah.
1: Um, but again, I guess as we sort of close off our topic today, you know, the point we're trying to make with a lot of this stuff is that um, you know a lot of artists, you know, um, you know, have in their careers paid homage to you know influences that that, that sort of you know inspired them. Um, some artists, though, over time have been a little bit creative. Um, and relating it back to in excess in the early part of our topic today, I mean, you know, a legacy of a band is that other people love your stuff and ended up, well, end up, I should say, uh, being inspired in their own way to come up with something new and fresh. And I think a lot of the the, the artists we paid sort of homage to in excess earlier have done that, uh, meatloaf aside. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and that's how music lives on because, you know, people like... Um, you know, in the 80s, 90s, 2000s are still being influenced by, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and things like that, the real sort of pioneers. But the Beatles and the Stones themselves were very influenced by Buddy Holly and Chuck Berry and Elvis and those sort of artists. So I guess, you know, music itself can reinvent itself. um, And it is nice uh, to think back that in excess, um, in terms of criteria for being nominated to the Rock Hall of Fame, know a lot of it goes down to what is the legacy you know did they have make a meaningful imprint in the musical world and community and i think what we've done today is illustrated they actually have um they've been quite innovative and original themselves they've never you know taken huge passages and notes and 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 lyrics and music of other artists and and copied it they were just sort of you know inspired by you know roxy music and steely dan and uh you know the beatles and and a lot of that stuff but but took it in their own way uh, and made it their own
0: Yeah, that's the way to do
1: it, boys. So, as Dale Carnegie once famously opined in How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yep. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, John, Tim, Gary, Kirk and Andrew. You've succeeded very well. Kudos. Hi, it's Paul from Sydney. Uh, You're on
3: Access All Areas with Payton and B. It's time for...
0: Now it's time to listen to Hayden's Pleasures from 1993.
3: Rich, but it's way too short. You make a lot of money, but you just want more.
1: Don't need the pain
2: right here in my heart.
3: But I hate every minute when you're so far apart.
2: I was lost
3: and said what's up some brothers put some d- so I said I'm stuck these girls peeping me I'm gonna glide and swerve. these d- looking so hard they straight hit the curve want to bigger better things than some
1: horny tricks I see my homie and some
3: suckers all in his mix I'm getting jacked I'm breaking myself I can't believe they taken more than 12, They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, "Damn, what's next?" They got my homie hemmed up and they
2: all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for pound. They wanna come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my gun.
1: First one there now, Mick Jagger, sweet thing. Okay, big funky sort of an excessive sound there, Bernie. Very much so, yeah. uh, that was the lead song off. Yeah, that was the first song off his best ever uh, solo, of my belief. Of which, then we then went into another Mick Jagger song, which was the second single called "Don't Tear Me Up." which is about as close to a Rolling Stones song as he's ever done, but it's a, a fantastic ballad, uh, great film clip. And, you know, I think um, I think Lenny Kravitz had a bit to do with this album as well in productions and things as, uh, as well at the time. Uh, so that was uh, the second one there Third one we played there was a, a bit of an old mosh pit metal Funky sort of band that I really love called uh, Faith No More
2: Ooh, It was good.
1: Everything's Ruined Yes Everything's Ruined off their Angel Dust album Which still ranks as one of my top five albums of all time
2: mm-hmm.
1: Next one down there we had Lost by an Australian band called The Bad Loves uh, real uh, soulful song the guy looks and sounds a bit like daryl hall but it's still a classic 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 uh song from down under 93 was a big hit i remember buying it on a single for a dollar um and it was the best dollar i've ever spent uh next one speaking of lenny kravitz any any love in your heart uh i think it was a third or fourth single off his probably best solo album at the time uh one of his best two solo albums so that was uh you know bouncing around in my uh uni days uh, next one down here, probably the last hit this band ever had, but uh, it was when the guy from Tears for Fears went, uh, you know, I guess not so much solo, but uh, him and the, uh, his sidekick uh, Kurt had a bit of a uh, uh, breakup, and uh, then he had this song out called Break It Down Again, which uh, is a real anthem song. It went top 40 in America, uh, and I really love this Tears for Fears song. Next one down here was almost like the year of discovering Snoop Dogg and uh, Warren G's Regulate. So this was a a sample lifted off a a great blues and soul singer called Michael McDonald, who was in the Doobie Brothers, but uh, they lifted the melody. But uh, this song, Regulate, uh, was uh, doing really well in that G-Funk sort of era of of music. Next one there, B. I love was Disarmed by the Smashing Pumpkins. This uh, still, I think, is their their best song, from my opinion. Uh, combines a beautiful acoustic sort of guitar with uh, going into some heavy stuff and some orchestral stuff, and I think Billy Corgan's vocals have never been better. The next one on here is Cannonball by a band called The Breeders. Now, The Breeders was sort of an offshoot, uh, a lady called Kim Deal and her sister from uh, The Pixies, uh, and this was a really, really popular song around 93 uh, called Cannonball. And my last one here, B, we did speak about this gentleman the other week. Uh, it's called Open Up. Uh, it's by the dance band from the UK called Left Field. And uh, the vocals uh, that are put to here are by John Lydon or Johnny Rotten. Uh, and this is a big seven, eight, nine minute dance out anthem where uh, I think the uh, refrain uh, burn, Hollywood burn uh, is etched in my mind at the time. So uh, 1993 was a very very good year for music, B.
0: It really was. Hey, Dan, well <laughs> done. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Hey, this is David from Cardiff. Oh,
0: Hi, this is Katie
1: from England. You it's Paul from Sydney. Hi, this is Ella from the Netherlands. This is Dr. Jim and that's a rap. All right, B, episode 63 in the can. Uh, next week, 64. There's a few famous songs with the word 64, isn't it?
0: A few. What's the other one? I know, the the famous
1: <laughs> one. Well, yeah. You're going to make I'll one up. You're going to tell. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you ever mit- Well, who knows? When I'm 64. <laughs> um, it's funny when uh, Paul has sung that when he was 64 because I think he wrote it when he was about 27, 28, so... Uh, Anyway, we shall digress. Uh, fan engagement, be, Uh throughout the week, we uh, have some very valuable participants, both patrons and otherwise. Um, any people that we'd like to acknowledge in discussions and things this week, as you showed me a massive pad of paper?
0: <laughs> far <fire> away. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd like to point out a few people there's a lovely lady called juliet martin have you ever seen her name flashing around i
1: have yes
0: yeah um she's only up to episode six she says she's really enjoying the-
2: oh, <laughs> yes.
1: like,
0: darling episode six <laughs> we're at 64 this week so I, I suggested that she works backwards backwards is awesome you can try it.
1: Well, she—I mean, the other thing she can do is get—is she? She can listen to all the episodes and then uh, fast track a divorce, um, uh, <laughs> or you know, she can just uh, cherry pick accordingly. But thank you for finding us. I guess you know.
0: Yeah, and uh, there was a lovely lady that I spoke to called um, Liz Jeffreys. So hi, and then Zena and Elaine. Um, I wanted just to point these two ladies out because I—I I actually put that. F- um, post last week about tell me if you're, in a, you're an excess fan without telling me you are in an excess fan and yeah. they showed us puppies that they've named one hutch and one tiger lily so that was quite yeah, cute so I wanted nice. to point those two out. Also I'd like to say hello to Rowan, hello Rowan and John Water Waterworth, he's he's had a little grandson, and he dressed him all up in Nirvana gear, like a proper little um, little kid from rock school. So um, yeah, that was gorgeous. So like, I just really wanted to mention those guys.
1: Oh, well, look, just a quick one. I think it's, it might be Hutch and Inexcess Brazil or Inexcess Brazil. These guys uh, post lots of really, really cool things. And occasionally I do um, network or in brackets plagiarize and then, uh, send them out to our own communities. But uh, I do want to acknowledge them. There's, you know, that particular sort of uh, fan group out there have lots of good things and, and videos, etc. there. So I did post this week a, a cool interview in 1991 with uh, uh, Michael and with uh, Tim. And a little bit of Kirk butt action. If anybody uh, picked up on that, I think there was a few oh, girls on the sick Kirk's butt. Yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, mm. well spotted, ladies <laughs> and some guys. But uh, yeah, so uh, thank you to those people out there who putting and posting some things up there, uh, which I think was um, off a current affair of Australian TV, current, well, Australian current affair show that's still around some 30 yeah. something years later. So yeah. uh, acknowledgement to them.
0: some good stuff. Out All right. There, uh, oh. Yes,
1: what? Now, you did mention earlier in the episode B, we have an auction on at the moment, which mm. uh I think's only got about 12 hours to go at the time of this being released, but there's some really good goodies in there and I thought maybe we could just reiterate for those who weren't listening closely earlier. What's in this pack because it's uh it's pretty fantastic, isn't it?
0: Yeah, we've got to thank Mary again, our new honorary patron. Yep. Um, Mary put this kit together back in 1996, um, yep. 97 it was. Uh, and it's jam-packed with so much stuff. So the, the 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 highlights, oh my God, I don't know where to start. So there's, there's posters in there that are signed, but they're not the original signs. They are printed signatures of all of the band. Uh, mm. But there is a, a little card from... Andrew dated from 97 and it's got a little um, message in there as well. And that is authentically you know, real and signed. There's yeah. a cassette, but the cassette we can't actually give you because um, she she actually um, recorded this from the radio and it's got a lot of air in it, as in there's, there's some sound. We'll probably clean it up and
1: send it out to the uh, window, though, won't
0: Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where I'm going, Hayden. I yeah. am going to, she's just given nip. To me today, and um, there's even she didn't realise that Michael is actually talking while they're trying to rewire uh, Andrew up again. So and he's talking, and I said he's talking about a caravan site and naked women. She goes really, and I went yeah, and she says I never heard that. So I'm going to (laughs) pry and find out what all this naked women and caravan sites. So is this this
1: in excess access all errors? (laughs)
0: yeah exactly exactly so that was the bit that i pulled i've only listened to two or three of the tracks and they sound so good michael actually did have a bit of a sore throat at the beginning and it's quite emotional the way he's singing because he's quite his throat is quite sore so it's beautiful so it's only (laughs) there's not many out there i'm sure and she's probably the only person that's taped it so That is going to be yours. We will get you to sign a disclaimer because it's not going to be able to be ready for everybody. So that is the nugget that's in this, um, this fan kit. The other things in there there are a drawing collage of Michael and there's one of tim and then there's one of the um, band as well she's also put some collages together of when she gave her fans um who were part of the um her her old fans she gave them a camera reach and then she got all those photos together and she made a collage of that as well wow. when they went to a concert so there's some great stuff in there absolutely great, so, uh, original um Uh, guitar picks in there too. Um, Wow. A
1: lot of this is all visible, isn't it, on the auction page?
0: Yeah, the last the last photo ever to be taken of the band altogether. Okay. Um, and there's a lovely story that we can t- talk to her about that. Yeah. But yeah, it's fantastic. It's on the Facebook. No, it's not on the Facebook page. It's on the website. And also, if you are part of our subscription to our newsletter, you'll get that every week anyway of all our auctions. So we're doing an auction every other week.
1: I just love hearing you say the word auction
0: auction. Do I say it
1: weirdly? <laughs> well, didn't I say Britain in a funny way last week or something? Auction. You know? <laughs>
0: what do you say? I
1: don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Tongue tied and twisted. <laughs> uh, just an earthbound misfit eye. All right. Uh, Merchandise. Okay. Now uh, we do have some, obviously some things out there that we sort of put together for those who are really, really keen uh, to get some stuff from us. Um, It all helps the podcast sort of go forward. So uh, if we can direct you towards some of the merchandise pages, um, as we said earlier, Paul's cap, the little sort of new design look really, really slick. Thank uh, you. Some of the other things as well, B.
0: Yeah, I'm always digging around with the with the logo. So we are, as as we are talking, I've just showed Hayden yet another design we're going to yeah. be putting onto t-shirts and to hoodies. Yeah. So they'll be coming out soon. So we've got t-shirts and hoodies coming soon, but on there at the moment we've got the caps. They're at $28. If you're a patron, you are getting a token, so look f- for that and you will get your coupon, sorry, to um go to page for that. I also have a book collection and if you have a book out there and you'd like us to help to sell your book we're quite happy to do that we're we're all here as a collective so we're helping clemo sell his via our page and that's going really well lots of people buying clemo's book and also steve sesh's book Um, that's um you can buy that via our website and that goes through amazon too
1: Last thing before we go into a couple of little uh, things for next week uh, is the newsletter, B? It's all coming along nicely.
0: It is coming along nicely. Um, is it volume one, number nine now? Yeah, it's great little article now that you can get because the girls have been working really hard and going in back into history of what happened, you know, in this year as well, which reminds me there's a calendar coming. Isn't
1: that Hayden? Ah. Hello, ladies, again. <laughs> All right. Is Kirk's butt cheek going to make gonna make oh, appearance you were Are you going to go naked? <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You want zero sales? Yeah, fantastic. Where are you
0: going to put your centre, Hayden?
1: <laughs> Next week's episode B. Uh, moving right along. Okay. We, uh, oh, about six, seven weeks ago, uh, trialled an iconic song and we did a deep dive in Original Sin. Uh, which was our first one, which makes sense because the word original. We next week will actually go into another iconic in excess song and break it down. We'll take a four minute song B and we'll turn into 44 minutes. How about that? Which one? Which one? Which one? Oh, look, that's. Oh, Are you haven't of the, decided? No, it's part of the Allure. Keep everybody guessing. Oh, you know? We, we okay. shall, we shall, okay. more okay. shall be revealed, but oh. uh, there'll be very happy fans out there as we break this one down. Okay, looking forward to that next week. All right. In terms of today as our tribute's ongoing out uh, today. I did actually think uh, of something that of the 80s and 90s was U2 and uh I happened to stumble across this uh, song the other day when they did tour out in Australia uh, a couple of years ago and the only negative for me is they always do this in Sydney uh, or play play this particular song and Play around with the vocals a lot in Sydney, and not so much in Melbourne, where I'm from. But uh, which is one of their most iconic sort of songs, and made famously at uh, Live Aid, I guess, when Bono went into the crowd and, and was hugging a, a, a fan. But in this occasion here, they do uh, a really great tribute to uh, Never Tear Us Apart. The actual sort of uh, song with the bad melody and the uh, the tune and all the instruments for for the song bad, but they changed the whole lyrics into Never Tear Us Apart, uh, and it's sung live in Sydney and uh with all the cameras and the lights on and it is fantastic so uh in spirit of in excess having an influence uh on other bands and contemporaries no bigger band uh of the era that they were up against was uh U2 and it's great to know that uh bono uh looks at michael as the iconic singer he was and and you know he was really into the band and uh i guess uh, as as we do play this today we might even put a little 60 minutes uh commentary in about bono talking about michael and the band as well other than that b it's a goodbye from me
0: and it's a goodbye from b bye everyone
3: we're dark it was the light for me it was the light for
2: a lot of us tonight some of his loved ones are with us i was wondering have a moment in the dark shine our light for Michael Hutchins. Really, now people, shine your light. For great singer. Fine man. Good brother, right?